0: Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents, and it's my great uh, pleasure to introduce Melanie Hamblin as a guest.
1: Thank I you I for having me here today, Frank. Thank you.
0: Melanie is a town counselor, uh, an incumbent one, and my co-host for this series of candidate interviews is Steve Sherlock. Uh, Steve, uh, how, how are things going on your uh Franklin matters I think I saw an email where people can sign up and we receive podcasts every day
2: uh, we do have the daily email subscription so they get the newsletter once a day uh, with everything as we say that matters in Franklin um, we share as part of our collaboration certainly with radio and TV we share the TV schedule a radio schedule podcasts. Uh, your frank presents as they come out the franklin faith forum other productions of franklin radio as the tv videos of each of the meetings are available i'll share those out as well with whatever else is happening current events community calendar so there's a lot of info that happens
0: how can they get that on a daily basis
2: Uh, very simple you can go to franklinmatters.org or Franklin.news, probably a nice, easy way to do so, brings you to the same place. Franklin.news, and there's a subscribe button, two steps. You just put in your email address, you'll get a confirmation, and then once you confirm from that day forward, approximately 10, 11 in the morning, you'll get one email a day with everything that matters.
0: A great service, isn't it?
1: It's wonderful. The franklin.news has really made it much easier, I think, for people to sign up. Yep. It's really
2: good. Yeah. And while we're at it, the long-term vision certainly of integration in this operation, you'll be able to watch one of the three channels, listen to either the radio or the podcast, and read the digital news. So watch, listen, read all franklin, all in one place. That's
1: fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Steve's always at all of the uh, town council meetings. He's always at all the budget meetings. Not all, but he's almost. Like everywhere. <laughs> what would we do without him?
0: I know uh, for years he's been doing it too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, quite a quite long a time.
1: Ten?
2: More than that. Uh. <laughs> Technically, let's see, the franklinmatters.org was born in 2007. Okay. So 16 years plus a couple of years prior to that, I roughly. One year kind of just watching and observing, and then one year actually posting on my personal blog. And then people were saying, Steve, you, uh, we understand you live in Franklin, but this Franklin stuff, you going to put it somewhere else <laughs> in some time? <laughs> Franklin Matters good morning.
1: Yeah. So, oh, yeah. OK.
0: Good. So, so Steve, I'm going to begin by asking Melanie Hamlet. <laughs> what is your background? Tell us a little about who you are
1: who I am and where I grew up and all that. Yeah, Cause, um, my, all that. Because my Franklin story doesn't start in Franklin. Uh-huh. Um, I start in Lexington, Massachusetts, but I'm a mass, I'm Massachusetts born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: in wh- what town did you say? Lexington. At? Oh, Lexington.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born at the Peter Bent Brigham Hospital in Boston. There was no um, suburban hospitals at the time, so they had mm-hmm. to go into... Um, had to go into Boston to deliver babies in there.
0: On Longwood Avenue. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I'll tell you a funny story about <laughs> that. That's where I was born.
1: And, uh, <laughs> See, and later I'll at, tell
0: you a funny look story. Look the about connections.
1: That. All the connections. Probably everyone around, you know, was b- born there. But um, so I, I lived in Lexington for a long. T- you know, I was I graduated high school in Lexington. I. Um, I went to Roger Williams College, which is now a university. I got a job at Brandeis University, worked in circadian rhythm research for 12 years. The um, the work that I did, the basic uh, basic part of that work that I did, actually won a Nobel Prize in Medicine wow. in 2016. Um, it was all, all this. This it was the very beginning of figuring out. What part of a gene works?
0: Hmm.
1: It's very interesting, cutting edge for the time, but now people would just like, just like laugh at it, <laughs> right? Um, I worked there, uh, so and then I worked, I lived in Waltham for a while because I worked there, I could walk to the, walk to the uh, work. Um, then I moved to Westwood, and I started to work at Boston Children's Hospital. I spent 17 years there as a research scientist, um, I went from for, from fruit flies as my study object to um, blood development, human blood development, human cancers. Uh, um, how does how does blood develop from the stem cell, and what happens when the stem cell goes wrong? That's when you get cancer, right? Um, and so I spent 17 years in in there. Um, I moved, we moved from Westwood to Franklin. So now I'm, now I'm finally in Franklin mm-hmm. in 2010. Right. And I stayed, I went on the train. So I went on the train for 17 years to get into Boston Children's. Um, I had, we moved out to Franklin with the, the idea that um, in five years I would have a different job. So I wouldn't have to go on the train. So mm-hmm. that was my goal, um, but it, it took six years. But after six years then, we bought the Franklin Agway and used um, sort of our, our hobbies and our passion for, for growing things and helping people learn um, how to be good stewards of the earth and not use poisons, use the organics things. Uh, and so we used that um, to, to have a new job. And uh, so we bought, my husband Neil and I bought a new job and we, mm-hmm. and we, and we own the Franklin Agway now. Wow. And so then we bought that in 2016, 2017. I ran for my first term on the town council. Um, I did that because people. I always feel like, you know, it's really important to participate in local government if you can. And and uh, I'd be like, hey, you guys gonna you gonna vote this this term? What's gonna happen? And people would be like, no, no, I'm not gonna vote. Everybody, it's always the same people. It's always the same thing. And I said, well, if I run, will you vote? Like, you don't have to vote for me if you want to. You don't have to, but just go and vote, please. And so that's why I ran for the first time. Um, I would say that I have become a municipal, government, enthusiastic um, person because I know now what it can do for people's everyday lives and how important it is. And and so I've... i um, I represent Franklin in the Mass Municipal Association. I'm on one of the energy and environment policy committees for them. And um, and so I get to work with people all, all from all different towns across the state. And I learn that we are really lucky here in Franklin, that we have a lot of stuff going on, and we have a group of people that works together. And that's why we can do everything we do. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my Franklin story. Uh Did I like over, did I take too long? I'm sorry, okay.
2: Your story is your story, long or short. I mean, we (laughs) want it to be longer because we we want to be here for a while too, so.
1: Okay, all right. I think you
2: touched on, we can segue from the background and you touched on kind of uh, engagement aspect and mm -hmm. one of the key pieces clearly is voting. And apparently you've been certainly fairly active on that. Can you elaborate a little more about our responsibility as individuals to be part of and vote? Mm-hmm. And we've got two elections coming up, certainly October 24th, for the Tri-County School, and then November, yeah. vote on our representatives, town council, school committee, planning board, yada, 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 et cetera, so. Yeah, board
1: of assessors,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: constables, constables. I never constables. say that right. Yeah. Constables, yeah. yeah. Um, Well, you know. I. I always I you know so you you have people that have always their whole life have been really um, into civics and into voting I always think that it doesn't really matter when you get excited about it Mm -hmm. um, as long as as long as you do at some point in time like I think one of sometimes people say well um, if somebody doesn't never vote should they run or and I'm like well you never know when that passion is going to turn on in your head. You never know when um, you get that aha moment. And it, and so I don't think people should be punished for not having their aha moment when they were in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. When they didn't run for school council or whatever, or school president. I just, I think it's good. Um, it's really important. And I hope that by even to having this discussion with you today. People can see how excited I get about it and how passionate I am, and and that it's really, it makes a difference,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: So um, did that answer your question?
2: No, I, I think it did, and they answered it in your way, which is really the key piece that we're trying to do is certainly present your info, your background, your skill set, so that the voters yeah. can make an informed decision when they come to November. So picking up on that, since I did a nice segue
1: purposely, <laughs> What do you,
2: <laughs> you? You've discussed circadian rhythms and fruit flies, and you got a science background. But what, particularly amongst those, are the skills that you bring to the role that you've now going for fourth term?
1: Yeah. Um, yes, it will be. Um, I am running. I will be running for my four, fourth term. So I've have almost six years under my belt. It takes about that much time to actually understand how things run. I think Um, so. One of the things I think is that that I have that maybe other people don't have, but I think it's important for everyone is that I can. I like to look at facts. I like to be able to discern the facts um, and look at them, and I separate myself from the facts and find out, figure out what's the best answer. I like to problem solve. I like to um, maybe find a consensus in the in the um, scattered ideas and, uh-huh. and maybe data. You know, if you look at your data plot, right? You got to find the consensus and what's what's the uh, trend. I recently, a friend of mine had started to watch the economic development subcommittee meetings that I chair, and she said to me that I have a, she goes, you have a friendly assertiveness that is very rare in people. Mm. And so maybe that is what I bring. I bring this um, friendliness so people feel like they can participate and not be made fun of or that they're wanted and welcome in the chambers. Um, and it, it's just, I think it's really important to bring people in and, um, and I, I, I guess another thing I guess would be my um, my desire to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I th- I think I've spent the past like 20 months learning about zoning. <laughs> like really, I mean I've been doing it, but it's it's taken six years. But the last 15 months have been like, what does this really mean, mm-hmm. and how how do we get to where we want to be? And I, I think that's. You know there's it's a lot to ask for in a volunteer position, but if you have the passion like if i if I can't give my hundred percent to this position, to me it doesn't matter if it's volunteer if I get paid right um if I can't give a hundred percent i'm not, I can't do it anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um and I still think we have some things we can do
2: yeah yeah the uh I think from my observation, certainly watching and working with you, helping you, because we've done eight podcasts on say, the, the zoning series. Everybody should listen
1: <laughs> to the podcast that Stephen <laughs> Stephen Kobe and I um, did. And I went, there was one meet we had a we had our open office hours and. Uh, Kobe and I were discussing something, and I said, "Steve, I need to. We need to. Like, we need to record this right. We need to record this right now. But um, because I wanted people to understand the journey and the change, like the change of my ideas, and how did I get to where yeah. I got, mm-hmm. and to follow me and to follow all of us on this journey to figure out what things really mean. Sure. Right. And so Steve was so gracious. He's like, "Okay, you can come down to the, <laughs> but." come down to the studio and we'll record this conversation. And then we have nine, I think, so far. Eight
2: eight complete. We've been toying with whether it's the ninth or 10th. We've got more topics to cover, but we haven't gotten there yet.
1: It's just very interesting, I think.
2: um, I think to summarize, I, I see at least some of your scientific approach in terms of research, digging into the details, looking at the facts, and then bringing that kind of the human side so I mean I know when we first talked I said we need to do an interview and you said well I do want to do it on paper and I said no (laughs) you're you're not going to do it on paper because your laugh and your presence doesn't come across on paper people need to hear your voice because then they'll know oh that's Melanie (laughs) Oh yeah, they'll remember it
1: (laughs) I did have somebody who had been listening to the Podcasts or one of the sh- one of the meetings, and she heard me laugh in the bookstore. I was in the bookstore, and she goes, "I think I know you. I <laughs> listened to your voice," and I'm like, "Oh
2: no," because
1: <laughs> I don't like the sound of my own voice. Well.
2: That, and you're yeah. not alone in that. There, uh, you probably heard from almost everyone you've interviewed that people don't <laughs> like the sound of their voice. But well, we can't change that. Yeah. We don't want to go to the AI route and whatever. No, 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 no I know, I
1: know. It it's just because we'll it, it, it sounds different yeah, to you. We'll just
2: make sure the accuracy is and the quality is there. So last key question for me oh, yeah. is, you're in the town council, and we've got this budget every year. It's getting a little <laughs> bit more challenging. How do you explain to any of the residents as they come forward to you? Is like how how do you prioritize amongst the budget? How, how do you make decisions?
1: Do you mean <laughs> like make sure I really understand the question? But I'll just talk and then you can, you can like tell me mm-hmm. that I'm going in the wrong direction. Um, so we have fiscal policies that we have to follow. So we know like what things have to be. Um, what things have to? Where does money come from? Where do we put? Put funds, there's um, I don't I can't remember the name
2: of it. Yeah, stabilization, stabilization funds. Stabilization funds, thank you. Right. Which have uh. resulted in now we now have a triple A rating. So financially we can get yeah. the best interest rate. Yeah. We are financially stable, we're not finding money. We have what we need to, but unfortunately, based upon the budget forecast, we quite don't have enough yeah. to continue well, to I provide don't know, the services. I hope
1: I hope people out there um, have actually seen the papers, the projected um, deficits from the Joint Budget Subcommittee meetings, and also um, and and listen and listen to the the FinCon meetings. I think it's pretty scary when you look out to 2027 and there's a cumulative um, negative of 10 deficit of 10 million dollars, mm. right? And so, like, what do we do about that? Well. We um, we just cut all the services, like ten million in services. And by the time we're in twenty twenty seven, that's gonna be really. That's I think we're kind of all used to this certain level of services. Mm-hmm. And I and I think we. It's not like it's a lot. It's not like it's extra flamboyant or anything. No. It's just basic stuff, right? Um, and and um, you know we can we can allow for new growth, so that we can. Build that side of the budget up a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then, or we, or there's an override because there we don't have enough revenue. It's pretty obvious, right? Um, If you look at that propose that proposal um, by, uh, I think it's twenty the uh, fund year 2026, 2026 is pretty, it gets pretty scary, Mm -hmm. right? Or even 2025.
2: Twenty twenty-five is next year, and then twenty twenty-six is next year because we're in the fiscal year. There, one year later. Yeah, twenty-six is pretty scary. Yeah,
1: Um, and so it's it's up to people to decide what they want to do, though. I mean, like I have my ideas, but I'm not everybody, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe what I want to do is not best for all of Franklin, but I think well, I think it is because I like follow it and Mm -hmm. study it, and but um, right, you know. It's it's a tough thing, like to have to keep asking for more money from people. That's why that's why I really think it's important to to try to build new growth, to build our commercial and industrial areas, and um, so that it's not quite a strain.
0: Right, Melanie. On that same subject, then, twice the town council has moved money out of their budget into a fee. They did it with the water and the sewerage. They took it out of the town budget, set up a separate fee, which then allowed the town to spend more money and didn't allow the taxpayer to deduct it on their income taxes. Then they just recently did it again with the storm water fee. They moved it out of the town budget into a separate fee which allowed the town to spend more money, OK, did not Collect allow. Collect more
1: money. Huh? Collect more money, too. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> didn't, didn't allow the taxpayer to deduct it on their taxes. But not only did they do that, they charged nonprofits and religious organizations the fee. That's right. Unanimously. Yeah. It was a unanimous vote. That to me seems to be at a double purpose. The purpose of nonprofits and religious organizations, the thought has always been they should be exempt from those fees <coughs> because of the nature of the organization. You have a different opinion on that. What what is your <laughs> opinion?
1: Well, um, So it's not; it's not. um, They're exempt from the fees. They're exempt from from property taxes, right? So that uh, the fees for stormwater utility, the stormwater uh, permit, came out of property taxes. Right. Right. Which we exempt from. Which what? Which they're exempt from. Right. And so, um, you have, you have this. Permit that we—that's a non-funded federal permit requirements from the EPA that we have to do all this work. They're not going to help us fund it, but luckily we got some from care, money from the COVID um, relief funds to be able to work on some of our structures. So we have have that, but we were taking a, a huge chunk out of the operating budget to pay for it. So. Um, we could we could continue to take money out of the operating budget to pay for it but um, which we still will have to for a while because it's going to cost a lot of money it's like over a million dollars a year it's going to be two million next year um, that if we took that out of the operating budget we would have already had to have made huge cuts and so this is this is one of the things that um, that I like to say it's like there's not a there's not a perfect answer, right? We just tried to find the best thing we could find um, for the for the um, best solution to the problem. So, um, what do we do if we if it's just in property taxes, then um, people can't really get a break on it. Like you can like right. So we we pulled it out of out of the operating budget and created a utility fee. So the fee that means that. We can, um, you can get abatements, you can get credits, you can have all kinds of money saving in that, and then at the same time, people get charged for um, the amount of impervious coverage that they have. So say, like, my building is all parking lots, so I, get, I have to pay a lot more for that stormwater fi- fee than you would at your house. And that's the way it should be.
0: Uh, well, we're missing the nonprofits, but, uh, yeah, yeah, but, I, but they're, they're, I have they're a follow-up. Too. You're talking about 26, 27. Are you yeah. anticipating that the answer to that problem is moving more items out of oh. the town budget oh. into fees? No. And that way, you you leave room to spend more money in the town budget and charge. You could charge the police as a fee for the town. Or you could charge oh, school costs I would, as a fee, like you're doing on, on the school committee, you're doing on transportation and sports and other items. So is that the solution that the town council is going to be looking to do where they've already done it twice?
1: Um, I would say no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> i don't and i think I think these are there's only a certain amount of things that you can use for utilities um I guess so what you do is you pull you pull that out and the money that's collected can only get spent for that um purpose um I have never heard anyone suggest that we should do it for everything, and I think that would be pretty scary
2: hmm.
1: but um
2: yeah it's kind of that a, but would, you've
0: done it twice already, so it's something that seems to be an answer to your to your fiscal problem and my concern would be first of all my, I have an overwhelming concern that you're charging non-profits and religious organizations but it it seems like maybe that's the direction the town council wants to go
1: well, I don't. I don't think it's what we want to do. It's like the best possible solution. So that since we don't collect property taxes from them, then if they pitch into this fee, then it will help us do all the work we have to do. And, and it it's makes, sort of like a teamwork. It makes working. their
0: costs more expensive. So
1: it does. Yeah. It, it
0: makes student mm-hmm. tuition higher. It makes, it makes everybody. It It actually maybe go out of business. Um, yeah. It, it makes it makes small nonprofits that have uh, large parking lots or something pay more money. But I have to end that there <laughs> because I have to ask you
2: what is the it's thing like
0: the timer. that I haven't asked you.
1: you would love to talk about. It's like we're already done. Um, I guess one of the things I think about um, that I why I want to run again, right, is that we. Um, I'm on the master plan committee. I'm on the subcommittees for the sustainability, and the open space, and natural, cultural, and historical resources. So I want to continue to do that, to grab all the information from people, to do the public outreach, to get their thoughts. And um, also, there's still some of the zoning issues we want to do for the, from the Franklin For All project that we ran. Um, there's a few more things that I want to do from that. and. Um, and also, I'm really excited and happy about. I was thinking, like, well, what are the three th- top things that um, that I'm really proud of this term? Mm-hmm. So I go through, just so you know, Frank. I go through um, the goals that we put, we set up every term. So we have these goals. Like, which ones did we reach? What, and then what did we do and which subcommittee I'm on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. Um, then I put down what I want to do next, like what so I, so people know like where i 'm coming from so um, and i haven 't got that ready yet, so I will have it. It will be on my Facebook page. Uh, Melanie Hamlin for Franklin town council um, and And so one of the things I think was really great was that people were always saying that there 's no place to park downtown, um, there were, no one was using the commuter spaces, so there was all these open spaces that nobody could park in. So we changed that. So we got rid of it. It's not commuter parking anymore. It's open to everyone.
0: Well, Melanie <laughs> and coming for Cal Comfort. Yes. Uh, running again. Steve. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you, Steve.
2: No.
0: And uh, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents encouraging you that to see the three of us <laughs> on November seventh in front of the Franklin uh, high school gymnasium from 6 to 8 o'clock during the day and night. And uh, we also want to throw in a reminder that October 24th there will be a special another voting opportunity to vote on the Tri-County New School. So from uh, Steve and Melanie and Frank Valvey, have a good uh, day or evening and we look forward to seeing you On October 24th and November 7th, thank you.